Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. Listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. Good evening, good morning, good night, good second breakfast, whenever you are, wherever you are. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and I am very happy, very, very, very happy today to be saying hello to everyone. Today we have a party. Today is the third year anniversary of Lunatic Mondays and Lunes Lunaticos. The very first and only bilingual show for Pagans Tonight Radio Network, and I am very happy. I'm very thrilled to be here with you. I see people already in the chat room. They're saying hi. Uh, Skating Angel is saying congratulations on your third anniversary. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lourdes Santiago, as always, la infaltable. Lourdes Santiago is also bilingual, as, as I am, so we can do little things like that. And we already have our co-hosts for tonight. I am going to guess that this is Pamela Kelly, but if it's not Pamela Kelly, I am going to have to put you back in mute, dear person. Hello, who is this? Whoop, they dropped. So I guess it wasn't. <laughs> I guess it wasn't Pamela Kelly. Okay. Um, anyway, who is here already? And I would like to be able to introduce her like she deserves. Um, she's a wonderful, a wonderful, wonderful woman. She's been collaborating with us for quite a while. She has become part of Lunatic Mondays for at least the one last year, the latest year, not the last, but the latest year that we have been doing this show and, you know, almost every time she comes on the radio, I do not read her biography anymore because I feel that she's coming home, so there's no need. However, today I want to honor my dear friend, so let me read her biography, Kari Totting. Kari Totting is a vulva, Old Norse, for staff-carrying woman. This practice is grounded in her heritage as a Norwegian-American growing up in Minneapolis and Wisconsin, along with 30 years of scholarship in Nordic runes, myths, cosmology, and metaphysics. She is the creator of Volva Stav, a mind-body-spirit practice that aligns us with the world, three, the world tree and provides methods of healing or luck, something like karma. Integrating Scandinavian folk music and dance traditions with runes and lore has been her passion since 2006. She has three Nordic roots uh, musical recordings, a rune book, and an app 
for iPhone and a new curriculum for teaching traditional folk dance through rune postures that she shares both in the U.S. and Scandinavia. Her website is carrytotting.com, and you can find her on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And as I was saying earlier, she has become an integral part of this show, and I'm very honored to also call her my friend. So, my dear friend, Kari Tari, welcome, welcome, welcome. How are you today, babe? Oh, thank you so much, Laura. I am doing very well. This is a really wonderful week, and I'm just so proud to be with you to celebrate your anniversary. <laughs> you know, it is such a wonderful night to have you. Uh, we are kind of like moving into the crescent moon but it's still in the tradition and the way I practice I am still honoring the new moon because it's not quite on the first quarter yet and the way I learn magic um, I should say the way I learned Wicca and what I like to call the Indo-European magic or the pagan magic um, of the European ancestors what I've learned is that the new moon is for new beginnings. And I know that many, many folks have many different traditions on how they use the moons and the energy and the magic. But for me, um, Samhain has just passed. Astrological mm-hmm. Samhain has just passed. This is a new moon night or new moon energy still. But you can you can already see a little sliver of the moon. But it's it's still very dark out there, and and for me these are all good omens, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and having yeah. the the beginning of the third year, um, rather the beginning of the fourth year. My mm. goodness, yep. can you believe yeah. this? I well, am well not. done, you. Yeah, well done. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> we we um. We've been having you on the show, but we've been having you very uh, quickly, you know, to, to come and to read the rules, and then you go. And I know your summer has been very eventful, and that there has been a lot of cool stuff happening on the life of Kari. And I want to go into all that, not before, um, but before, rather, I'm sorry. I just want to do a notation that this is one for the books. And Kari, I know you're going to laugh. Uh, my second, my second very, very good friend and collaborator, and another uh, important and and vital part of uh, Lunatic Mondays, Lunes Lunaticos, because she's also bilingual like me, in uh, Spanish. Uh, my dear Carolina Moore, my dear Carolina Moore, she was supposed to be on the show today, and guess what? Mm-hmm. Today, what? This is this is history. Today, on our third anniversary celebration, where Carolina Moore never has said no, uh, and and uh, she's never not been able to do the show. Today, she's pretty much trapped at work, and Uh-oh. today is the first time on these three years, and then we do have history from before in uh, Lunes Monaticos, um, and, and uh, rather... Uh, we have history before on Pagan Senet and Español. So in the mm-hmm. 
seven plus years that I've been collaborating with Carolina Moore, this is the first time that she couldn't make it. And I think mm. I ra rather rather than being sad or, or aggravated, I would never be aggravated for if you have to miss the show. But rather than being sad, I am kind of, uh, I'm not going to say I'm happy that she's not here, but I am like, how cool is that? Because she's never been able to say no, or she's never not one to do the show. And I find it very interesting that on the show that is the anniversary, she couldn't make it. Also, last week when we have the celebration of Spanish, I actually said the words. It seems to me, Caro, that you don't know how to say no. And she's full of love and she's so amazing and wonderful that she said, and I quote, I don't say no to you, Laura. I know how mm. to say no. I just don't say no to you, Laura. And it's almost as if the universe said, okay, we're going to separate you two for a little bit. <laughs> and I oh, just find no. that. It, it it amuses me, isn't it? Isn't it something very like... Very interesting. Yeah. Yep. It's very interesting. Yes, we we seem to... Um, I think that's what happens a lot of times with women like us or people like us who are kind of in the flow of our own self-study and um, the study of uh, the fabric of the universe that these little jokes that the universe wants to play on us or the little ironic things, um, they, they, they are always popping up. And um, so on the one hand, I will say I just think that um, Catalina is so wonderful and so sweet, and I, I miss uh, to have her here because I really love when she's on. And I'm also just very fine and happy to have you to myself. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much, my dear Patty Taring. And uh, mm. I would like to ask you now, I know we haven't been able to actually chit-chat about right. your summer. Uh, your summer activities, man, were you busy? Were you like, you were running around all over the place, uh, festivals right. and, and stuff. So, can you give us a recap of your uh, summer adventures? Sure. You know, I think that's the thing with Volva, uh, a staff-carrying woman. You know, the thing about us is that we travel and we go out to where we're needed. And so um, from June through um, October, I am busy with traveling. Uh, the first big uh, trip that I take is usually um, to Niswa, which is northern Minnesota, and I do a uh, teaching at a big um, cultural festival, uh, Scandinavian folk music and dance festival, and then I do uh, the Hjemkomst up in Moorhead, Minnesota, and do a, um, this wonderful Viking-era Uh, through the immigrant era um, kind of timeline of folk, music, dance, and culture. And I do some cultural teaching there. And, um, and I, I have uh, usually a summer retreat with my guild, the Volvastav Guild. And um, 
I was in then to kind of cap off the summer season. It really ended summer. It was the last um, weekend in the first week of October, uh, last weekend of September, first week of October, and Minot, North Dakota, and and the winter came real sharp and early. We had a 29-degree morning uh, when we were out there, and that was a Viking festival out there. And there I was able to, you know, present myself as the staff-carrying woman that I am. I did a lot of rune readings and a lot of singing from the Eddas and the Voluspa. And um, so I really enjoy my summer travels. And then when I get to sort of being back home, grounded and uh, staying in Minneapolis, um, I start my year of teaching. So I've been teaching at um, Norway House, which is a wonderful um, Norwegian-American cultural institute uh, that is right down on Franklin Avenue and near Chicago in Minneapolis. And um, it touches, I think some of Norway House is actually inside of the, and I believe it's the only inner city Native American reservation in the United States. We have Little Earth um, Reservation. And um, so a lot of people maybe have heard of or seen about the um, encampment of homeless Natives uh, Americans in that area. So I've been teaching at Norway House, and also I drive drive past the encampment to get there from my house. And um, so I've been involved in some fundraisers for winter sleeping bags and some other things that um, that are necessary to help that effort. And then now I'm plunging into Yuletide season, and I have a host of uh, winter solstice performances and classes and um, events coming up. So it's never a dull moment for me. I really feel um, grateful that I have so much um, interest in this work and that I'm able to, to do this full-time the way I am. So, Isn't yeah. it wonderful when when we are blessed to do what we love and and we love yeah. what we do? And it truly, I don't know who is the person who said it, but uh, it's true, you know, when you do what you love and you love what you do, you don't work a day in your, time, in your life. Um, and that's really how I feel myself. And I think we're very, Mm. very fortunate women. And, uh, speaking of fortunate people, we have, we have a caller. We have a surprise caller who is also a very fortunate woman and a very strong, resilient, uh, character. And I am very, very blessed to count her on my blessings and to count her on my corner, um, one of the greatest supporters of the work that I do. And I am trying not to get too emotional because I really, really care very much for this person. And and with her is 
funny because we don't talk every day. We don't see each other every day. It's not about the quotidianity of the sentiments and and the feelings. It's about the intensity of them. And Mm -hmm. uh, we probably check in with each other, I would say, once every month, every two months. But, boy, every time we do it, it's, it's just so much joy. And, of course, I am very blessed to have her here today so without further ado miss uh pamela kelly the i was wondering i was wondering what you were talking about wow this oh person sounds pretty God, cool shut up. <laughs> <laughs> who the heck is she talking about i want to meet her. I, am, I am going to smack you on top of the head women uh <laughs> pamela kelly for those who don't know is the little partner in crime, a little, think about a little angel with demon horns that got me back <laughs> in the radio. I was free already. I was free already. <laughs> she put me back in the radio. And, and Pam, I didn't want to. I didn't want to read your whole bio because I didn't want to, I didn't want, I, I did want to introduce you the way I did. Um, but for people that people that might be like, who the heck is she talking about? Pamela Kelly has been the station manager for Pain and Snare Radio Network for the last four, four years or so? I think about four years, yeah. I think it's about four years. I, I, I do know for a fact that I've been on Pagans Tonight for uh, seven years and one day because mm-hmm. I came here on 11-11-11. Very magical mm-hmm. number, very very magical day with a very magical magical person who uh, who you get to hang out with and and I just get to talk to you every so often and that's Selena uh, Selena Fox from Circle Sanctuary. But um, yeah, I just you know I have been doing radio again, uh, like you said, I dragged you back into this. Uh, I'm sorry until there's a 12 step program for radio. You're stuck with us, so that's how I feel. And of course, and of course, Pamela, you know Kari, and of course, Kari, you know Pamela, right? Or is this the first time that you are on the same space at the same time? I hope not. No, no, um, I had her a couple times as a guest for um, mostly talking about the um, Paganicon. Right. And then yep. we had one, I think, didn't we do one night with uh, talking specifically about um, about Northern traditions? I think that that's yep. where we ended up. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. yes. Yep. And I'm so glad that, that Kari is, is, has uh, found a home with you as a guest. I, I get excited every time I see that she's going to be there. So, yeah. We, we kind of became uh, besties. And it wasn't planned. I I'm glad and, and you know you know how it all happened because that was the night that you Pamela couldn't host your show right and you asked me to step in kind of like on a a little bit of an emergency thing and I stepped in right away and that's how I met Kari and then Kari I invited you to my show I think to come and speak about runes because when mm-hmm. I learned that you wrote the book on runes i'm like yeah i want you on my <laughs> on my show 
and then uh, and then we started doing the collaborations and it was funny because last week when the when we did the anniversary of Spanish the next day on the Facebook memories um, an almost identical message came up saying thank you for celebrating our second anniversary and it said Carolina Moore, Aaron Marsh and Kari Sauring and I was like oh my god so Kari has been a full year on the show and yeah, yeah, it was a year ago yeah yeah it was wow. a year ago and and you said to me so I know you're really busy and I know that this is a lot to ask but I was just wondering if there was any chance you might be interested in doing and you know the English uh, sec, uh every other uh, show and doing a room reading uh, for, our, yep. for our listening audience. And I said, well, isn't that something? Because I was just thinking to myself, I really think I could use something that is um, a consistent reason for me to talk about rooms. And ah. you just came and just came and filled the bill. And that's what it was. It was a mutual need fulfillment. And um, out of that, developed our friendship. Yay. And just for folks who might wonder, that is verbatim exactly how the conversation went. <laughs> I'm, I'm here uh, smiling from ear to ear, but it, because I'm like, that is exactly my words. That's exactly how I said it. And yep. and I am so thrilled because two wonderful women here tonight celebrating the third year anniversary of, of Lunatic Mondays. And um, I was on Pamela when when we chatted a little earlier today about um, coming in on the show for, of course, you're welcome to stick around for as long as you want, Pam. Um, but every year since we started this, every year I come up with, with my little version of the story of how I came back to the radio. And I joke, I joke and I kid, I joke and I kid when I say, oh, my God, I'm back. Um, I love it here. If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. Uh, gods and goddesses, I'm surrounded by these wonderful people. So where else would I go? But, Pamela, right. I, want, I want to hear how that played in your mind. Because I know how I remember that conversation. But I would love for you to give it to the public. How do you remember that conversation? Because we met when um, 2015 PSG, I keep saying this, this is a joke, please, universe. I know I have more than 15 minutes. Uh, this is my ego talking. I used to say PSG 2015 was when my 15 minutes of fame would happen and they turn into five. Because that's the year of the flood, and the PSG had to be evacuated for the first time in 30 years. PSG didn't happen. And as a consequence of that, I was invited, and it was my honor to do, for the first time ever, radio in English. Um, and I was invited to Circle Talk. And right. I spoke with with you guys at Circle Talk in 2015. And it was right after that, and I mean right after that, because within two weeks we were doing Lunatic Mondays. So, mm -hmm. Pamela, do you remember how did that went down? Because I would love to hear. There was a, another step in there. 
<laughs> there's another step in there. Now, um, I saw that you were you were doing um, uh, the Day of the Dead uh, talk, and 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 you would be up there for Samhain up at Circle Sanctuary. And I, you know, having lived in Southern California and in Texas a good part of my life, not all of my life. You know, being a military brat, I've been in a lot of places. But when you live in the in the states where uh, the the Mexican culture and it's is definitely Mexican because of the the fact that it was Mexico <laughs> at one point. Um, the Mexican culture, oh yeah, and actually New Mexico. Uh, when that culture is is so integrated with the culture of of what is there now, and Day of the Dead just seemed so interesting. But I, you know, having been around it my whole life, I, I didn't know anything about it. Other than it's like it's you have dead bread, <laughs> marigolds. I knew about the sugar skulls, but but I didn't know what any of it meant. And I saw that you were doing that for Circle Sanctuary, and I said, "Hey, do you mind being a guest on?" I can't remember if it was the variety show or if I changed it to the porch at that point, but my show on Wednesday. And right away, as soon as I started talking to you, I'm always looking for. Um, for people to give something new to the to the the network, uh, something exciting, something you know, something different. I want to have different views. I want to have different voices um, because I because pagan, you know, I like to use the word pagan. I know some people freak out about it, but pagan to me is all encompassing with you know Wicca, heathenry. And I know some people have issue with that, but I'm talking as a as a broadcaster, as marketing, as a demographic. Right away, that you were a natural. I remembered you from the from the the pagans tonight in the Spanish before, um, but I never got a chance. I, I my my Spanish is very bad. If I try speaking it, it comes out in a German accent because I speak German. Um, and I never got a chance to really get to know you, even though we had, you had done the Pagans Tonight uh, in Spanish. And you were just so engaging. And I thought, this is a person who I can definitely talk to about seeing if there's uh, if she would like to do a show. And the idea popped in my head is I don't think we have any bilingual shows. I can't remember if it was you or me that brought that up or if it was – just a, 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 you know, I'm getting chills right now. I think it was both of us at the same time kind of thought of that because you talk about how when we, we might not talk for a month or two, but when we do, it's like we never had any time or space between us. But in reality, that's how we were from the beginning. That's how we were the very first time you spoke with me, you and I spoke together is we can speak for hours. And and all sorts of things, um, and I, I I find that awesome and refreshing um, to have that connection. And part of what connects us, I feel, is is that love for radio. And I joke about the twelve step program, but I'm honestly I'm a little bit serious about it too. I've been doing radio since the eighties. <laughs> I've been doing radio since the 80s, and there are times that I've gotten I've broken away from it, and I've gotten into jobs doing like IT where I got paid actual money. I got paid actual money in radio, but not not as well. 
as like an IT job or uh, even some call center jobs I had were better than, than radio paid me in the past. But once radio gets in your blood, you know, and not everybody, not everybody has that, that knack. Um, it's, it's, I remember one of my, one of my coworkers in the past, you know, a lot of people think that you have to have the voice. You have to have the voice to do radio. And it helps. But if you have that personality, that engaging personality that, uh, you know, people feel like you're their, their buddy, which I try to be, and, and they can relate to you, uh, that's far more important. Because one of my friends that I used to, that I started radio with in, in South Dakota, South Dakota, not too far from you there, Kari. <laughs> Um, in fact, the, the company I worked for was Southern Minnesota Broadcasting out of Rochester, but they had stations uh-huh. in South Dakota. Um, sure. But he's, he's actually been back. He's from Minneapolis. He's from the, the Little Apple, somewhere around there uh, originally. I'm sorry, I'm digressing. I'm going off into tangents thinking about Todd. Um but Todd did not have your typical radio voice. He he didn't have that has that that spark that that interest. Um, I've had a lot of people come to who are interested in doing shows. I've I've reached out to a lot of people to do shows. But to be honest, nobody with your enthusiasm and your you get it. You you have the radio. You're I, I I sense in you the same sickness that I have <laughs> with radio. Is you know it's 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 fun, and it's there's so much that you can do with it, and you do it well. And what I mean by do with it is part of a big part of what we do here on Pagan tonight is is try to do for the community for the pagan community. And that's that's always been like my my one big driving force is to to give to people who may not have a coven nearby, may not have uh, resources of being you know an hour or so away from Circle Sanctuary or um, or be able to go to cons. So it's exactly the same conversation you had with Kari about being a guest you know would you be interested in doing a show um and I don't know we just started brainstorming and you know here you are I what yeah what was what was amazing for me at that moment and what I remember um very clearly of course because my ego gets uh massaged there is that you said (laughs) Whatever you want, whenever you want, whichever day you want, and and you said, do you want to do it in English? Do you want to do it in Spanish? And that's when I said, well, why don't I do two weeks? And this is the joke that I always tell to the Spanish community because they got me. <laughs> you got me. Yeah. I got me. I don't know who got me, but I think I got me because I remember saying, we should do it every two weeks. And why don't I do it in Spanish every two weeks? And you said, yeah, that will be nice. 
But what about English? I You said, I really like how you sound in English. And I was like, no, I don't think I'm that good in English. And you were like, oh, girl, come on, you're good. You Look at that. No, you're talking English. And then I say, well, yeah. we can do every other week in English. And then when I when I turn around, I'm like, oh, shit. Now I'm doing four weeks again. <laughs> but but I think that that's really important to do the, you know, like what I was – I guess it was the reason I was getting into the the talk about my friend Todd. You know, you 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 have you know yep. that's what I'm saying. You know, here I am stroking your ego, but it's true. It's true. I was. Uh, I don't know if you have seen it, Kari, and and if you have seen it, Pamela, but there is a meme going around with this little character caricature characters from I don't know, like an '80s cartoon or something. Uh, 90s cartoon and the the thing on the meme is they're telling the guy I love your accent say it again and then the guy will whirl he will say a word that is like very badly pronounced but I found them hilarious because then the guy says Walmart and you know it's supposed to be very sexy and I show it to my English-speaking friend last night, and she's like, I don't get it. It's not funny to me. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's hilarious. So this is it one is. of the things that only, uh, I think only people who are bilingual or people who have been uh, in contact with a lot of bilingual or people with accents uh, will get it. But then again, who in the United States don't have an accent? We all have but a he- little... You know, it's, it's so true. It's so true. I don't know how many times I've gone down to Mississippi or even Kansas, and people are like, I'm so charmed by your Nordic accent. And I'm like, my Nordic accent? <laughs> you, know, you sound so Midwestern and so, you know, it's just, it's, I'm, I just think it's a wonderful accent. And I just, I do, I find that just to be hilarious. But yes, we all do. Yeah, and you know what's what's funny and what is is really um, funny, really, truly hilarious is um, people here tell me, you know, you sound, you have a little accent, you sound Latino, you sound Mexican. Then, of course, you have your very, very ignorant people that says, do you speak Mexican? And I'm like, no, that's my nationality. Oh, oh." and then they say, and then they say, are you Hispanic? I'm like, now, that's the nationality of the people from Spain. I'm Mexican. That's my nationality. My language is Spanish. That's that's a different show. But anyway. Well, that's what I wanted. Let me finish this idea. Babylon, let me finish this idea real quickly. When they say, you know, you sound like you're from the Midwest. But like you're a Chicana from the Midwest, and I'm like, okay, that don't make any sense. But here's the kicker, and I promise you, ladies, this is nothing but the truth. I am from Mexico City, and Mexico City has two very distinctive uh, local, almost dialects, right? And mm-hmm. I don't sound like neither. I have my Spanish is very, very neutral. That is so ironic because when I speak Spanish, people cannot tell where I'm from 
You're not from the north because you don't speak like a northerner. You're not from the coast because you don't speak like you're from the coast. Where are you from? Where are you from? And then when I say I'm from the city, they're like, no, you don't sound like you're from the city. So there you have it. Isn't it ironic? My Spanish is neutral. My English is like a Midwestern Chicana. And right. here we are. Well, no. And in welcome to Chicago. <laughs> right? The <laughs> Western right. accent is, is seen to be the most accentless accent in, in, in with the United States accents. And, you know, with you, what you're talking about with different accents, uh, depending on where where you're from, a lot of people, you know, we can under. Let me take a step back because I love my story. It's really actually pretty interesting. Um, I I got a job doing a uh, doing a show called America's Hits on uh, British radio stations in East Anglia, and the main reason they wanted me there is because my American accent and my American accent was understandable enough because of the Midwesternness of it because they have a hard time understanding some of our accents if they're too thick. Um, But I came back to South Dakota and one of my coworkers said, how did you get a job doing radio over there? And I said, well, they love my accent. And she just laughed and she says, they're the ones with the accent. It's always the other person who has the accent. Now what you where where you're from when when we think of British accents, I, I think a lot of people know like Scottish, Irish, and maybe Cockney, but there's a lot, you know, there's Midlands accent, there's a Yorkshire accent, there's a Cornwall Devon accent. And I used to be really good at discerning where somebody was from, uh, based on where their accent was in England. When I lived in Germany, I told you I speak Spanish with a German accent. I could tell you what part of Germany they were from. Um, it's it's really interesting. Accents are really interesting, and they tell us a lot more uh, than people realize because it also tells I'm, you. Yes. Yeah. Language is really, really important. What year were you in England? I was there in 92 to 94. Yeah, ninety three. So I think I heard your radio show when I lived there. Cool. Yeah, I was there in um, January, February, March of ninety three, and um, I was teaching in Staines, England, just um, uh, just outside of London. It's near. It's like between um, Windsor and. London kind of okay. suburb and um, I might have heard your radio show somebody or at least I know that somebody said oh there's an American lady who does a show <laughs> anyway I'm just going to say it was you so but there, uh, was, there wasn't any other American lady that did a show that was that's pretty cool that's pretty cool that's yeah. one of my that's that's one of my my, my claims to fame is I got yeah. to, to do that. I, I've always, when I was growing up, I always wanted to be famous. I didn't want to be rich. I just wanted to be famous. And then I got a little taste of that when I was in England and I was going through a nasty divorce and I was in horrible, horrible, you know, I was going through my Saturn return and that's when I got my fame. The universe says, we'll give it to you now when you really don't mm. want everybody to know who you are. <laughs> right. But, 
was it was pretty interesting. It was pretty fun. Um and to do that. But but going back yeah. to kind of how I'm here, how you're here, Kari, how um how Laura's here is and this is for everyone listening, don't be afraid to make those to ask those questions. Don't be afraid to to uh to dream and not just dream but to, to act on it. Because if I hadn't asked you know, if I hadn't asked Laura, you know, to be uh my guest and then saw, hey, I think she would do well with the with the show here, I I could test I can tell that. And I have to say if I hadn't you know, I was in England uh, I did radio in the States. My ex-husband was military, got sent to, to England, and I thought, okay, well, that's it. I'm not going to be able to do radio while I'm here. And I reached out to a radio station, and they just so happened to be wanting to do an American Park show just as I reached out to them. So, you know, reach the, the universe will, will put these things in your path. You just have to, to, to go for them. Um, and Laura here, you do. I I'm in awe of 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 the people you've had on the show, of the show that you put you you know the 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 quality of show that you put on. You are when it comes to to uh, publicity, you're the publicity bulldog, <laughs> pit bull. You know, you're you're great at promoting your show, um, and that's that's great for for the network, for, for everybody here when you put when you promote your show. Um it helps us help the rest of the shows on the network. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well there's an a really I'm feeling a really lovely spiritual connection to the three of us here because when I was in England, you know, that was the first sort of conscious spiritual pilgrimages that I took was in 1983 and I know you were you were there doing your thing at that time but the first um sort of spiritual um like experience that shook me to my core that was yeah. outside of my midwestern lutheran experience happened in Mexico City Ooh what <laughs> Yeah <laughs> so so when I was in junior high, I um, I wanted to take um, French, and the French class was full, and they said, well, we're putting you in Spanish, and I said, well, I don't want to take Spanish, but then I got into the classroom, and I saw my teacher, and she was this the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. She just shook my world. She was this... Um, Jamaican woman named Irene Prendergast. We used to call her Senora Irena de Prendes. And she didn't shave her legs, these long, beautiful legs. And she spoke Spanish and Russian and Portuguese and French. And, you know, she was exotic and she was beautiful. And it blew my little Minnesota mind. And so for three years, I studied Spanish with her, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. And then in ninth grade, she said we should take a trip 
in Mexico City and we went with group like a student um, oriented uh, group tour and we visited uh, we went down Xochimilco we went to the University of uh, University of Mexico and she said you could call you could go here Kari my little creature you could go to this university and she just opened <laughs> up my mind so much and then we went to um, and it was near summer solstice it was in June and um, we went to the pyramids of Teotihuacan and I was Nobody else wanted to climb up the pyramids with me. All the other girls were like, oh, my God, I want wheels, <laughs> you know, or whatever. So I climbed up the pyramid of Teotihuacan. I climbed up the pyramid of sun, and I, I was sitting on the top steps, and I was stretching. My elbows were on the top step, and I was sitting on one step, and I stretched up into, like, an arching position um, to stretch my, my back, and I felt this really heavy, heavy weight on my chest. And it was a deity that I had never, that was like, you are not from Wisconsin or Minnesota. I know that. And it was, it was um, not until, so I, I felt this deity. And of course, I was just like 13, you know. And I called out, um, I said, oh, dear, oh, Jesus, help me get this off my chest to get this, this weight of this, this presence. And I felt these two energies. I felt this Jesus energy and this really exotic, um, not, not scary at all, but just like so exotic and so not from where I was from. And they danced around on my chest as I was leaning back. And, and then I felt them lift off and I climbed back down and I was really quite shaken. And, um, and then in a tourist shop, I saw a postcard of Chalk Mall. And I said, oh, my God. I said, oh, my God, that's who it was. I was actually in Chuck Mall position. Position, like in yep. a, Yeah. And I thought, and I told my sister when I got home. And I, I said, I don't know what happened to me, but it changed everything. I realized then that there were many other gods. And um, I asked my, um, the youth pastor at my church, and I said, what, what, explain this? And she said, it isn't that there aren't any other gods, Kari. It's that you shall have no other gods to be for me. And so if this is a God that has reached out to you, you can study this God but don't put this God before the God of Christ. And I was just, it blew my whole mind. And I was mm-hmm. forever changed. And my heart space mm-hmm. was forever opened to this understanding that deity is everywhere. And it has yep. as many flavors as, as there are trees. 
I'm and so you know what's funny, Scotty? Scotty, the figure of Chuck Moll. For those mm. who don't, for those who haven't seen it, I invite you to please Google Chuck Moll so you can uh, know exactly yeah. what Scotty was talking about the position. Because when you started saying about stretching my elbows and then I arch my back and I'm like, okay, I can mm-hmm. see officially what you're doing. And then when you say Chuck Moll, I'm like, yeah. Damn, girl! I know. I was like, you know, and then my it's like let me let me let me set my my feet up and my hands on the figure of Kali in India and see what happens. Yeah, it was crazy, and I was thirteen years old, you know, and it was just so profound. It was so profound. I yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. So my sister, and then Chuck Moll, yeah. Do you actually remember, or did you look up what he kind of represents? Because in the Nordic tradition, you have the superstar of God who does something very similar to Chuck Moll. But I want to know if you actually look him up. Well, of course, I was pretty freaked out. So. And there wasn't the internet back then. So all the information that I got in 1979 was, you know, that it was the god of sacrifice and that that they would put the still bleeding hearts of their enemies on the chest of Chakmal. And I thought, okay, well, I got to just get away from this. But then um, about, about five or six years ago, I went to a North Shamanic gathering or a, a, a Midwest shamanic gathering, and there were different shamanic traditions um, being represented. And a woman from Mexico said, "Oh, um, that's a—it's like a yoga position. It is to open your heart center, and it wasn't—it wasn't a god of sacrifice in a really negative way. Um, it was to open your heart space. And I, so I don't—that's all I know." about it Mm -hmm. tell me what you tell me what you tell me yeah so the first thing that i have to say just to clarify very very quickly all the native peoples of the americas don't see their um symbolism or figurines or or characters of of names of these qualities as gods and goddesses from Alaska mm-hmm. to the Patagonia, there was no concept of religion. There was a concept of sacredness and mm-hmm. nature. So the forces of nature and the sacredness of them. And then they would embody these different um, entities. And they will have names and they will have qualities that are very human because it is the human version of the and or the embodiment of these forces. So, for example, the Miklan Siwad is a person that knows the mysteries of the death and dying. And that's why she is represented with the skull and is related to the Day of the Dead and all of that. But it's not a goddess of death. So whenever I speak right. about the myth, the, the, it, whenever I speak about our uh, Mexica Tenochka people, which is the correct name, actually, uh, we mm-hmm. are known to the world as Aztecs, but the actual name is the Mexica Tenochka. And mm-hmm. 
And when we talk about the deities, when I talk about the deities, I always like to clarify, they are not deities. They are forces of nature, and they are mm. um, symbols and concepts that help us connect um, psychologically to the forces of nature. That being said, for all the intents and purposes of simplifying things, then we call them gods and goddesses, and we call the culture Aztec. So, actually, Chuck Moll is not Aztec. He's Mayan. And he right. has a, okay. a counterpart or a similar representation that will be Tlaloc on the, say, Aztec um, tradition. But the Chacmol and the, and the position, the position is unique. It's very unique. And mm-hmm. it talks about the liquor of the earth. And the liquor of the earth is that, that rain that uh, brings that richness of the soil when it's completely wet. Mm. And it's not the rain that is falling, but it's actually the water that has been seeping into the earth, you know, and, and that's what is called the liquor of the earth. So that will be the Tlaloc um, representation. Mm. But Chacmol for the Mayas, it's slightly different. And it's about the rain, the pouring rain, and the thunder. Oh, so now you know wow. who he equates with the yeah. most famous god, Thor, and the thunder. Right. So um, it's interesting because, of course, Thor's mother is the earth, Lord. Yes. And so this idea that you're in a position to collect the rain that nourishes the earth is like a gift, ultimate gift to your mother. Mm-hmm. It's, wow. It's so beautiful. It's really you know, beautiful. I, I really enjoy and, and I really love and Pamela, you haven't been able to join us when we have done Tarot Nights, but Kari and I have done countless collaborations with Carolina mm. and and with other people, right, about, um, mm-hmm. you know what, speaking of Carolina, there's somebody holding online, and I just want to make sure it's not Carolina. Oh. Let me, let me yeah. see who this person is. Hi, area code 805, how are you? Who is this? Oh, this is Donna. It's the first time listening to your show. I didn't know if you gave little rune readings or little readings later on in the show. Thank you so much, Donna, for calling today. Today we are actually celebrating our third year anniversary, and we are going to be hanging out here with Pamela Kelly and with Cody Totting. We actually do do uh, tarot reading nights and oracle nights and rune reading nights, which is about what I was just starting to talk about. And um, the next one will be, uh, the next third night is going to be in January. However, Donna, thank you for listening for the first time. Thank you for being here. And just so you know, every show before the show ends, there is a reading for the week. So, Kari will do a room reading for the week. And yours truly mm-hmm. will do a third reading for the week before the show ends. So, Donna, I'm going to ask you to sit tight and enjoy, keep enjoying the show. And uh, towards the end of the show, we will do the reading. Thank you so much for calling and for being here, Donna. Um, so, going back to the idea of 
Pamela, that, that I was trying to say when um, Kari and Carolina Mora and myself are doing tarot readings or room readings, we we don't even laugh anymore. It's, it's just a given that um, three people in three different parts of the world are giving the exact same reading through three different media wow. to the people asking the questions. And mm-hmm. the first couple hundred of times we noted and we laugh about it and we were amazed. And at this moment is like, yeah, it always happens. Um, so it's almost yep. like the three different answers are just verbatim of each other. And, um, and so I believe the same happens when deity comes and grab you because explain this one to me, the very first, uh, symbol concept energy that, got a hold of me was the Hecat Quetzalcoatl, which is the concept mm. of communication, uh, being impeccable with your word, having that uh, word coming out of your throat chakra. And he's actually depicted with the beak of a dog, you know, because he's all about that communication and speech. And in the vibration and the beauty of having that vibration and communication coming out of you. And Heka Kesakoa was the very first concept, used to call him deity back then, you know, he's the first God that mm. called on me. And then throughout the years, I've had other uh, experiences with other deities, you know, from from the uh, pagan, European, and otherwise, uh, from the other side of the world, pagan mm. uh, cultures. And so here comes Mercury. And embodies my world. He just decides to like he he didn't knock on the door. He he broke the door down and he's like, <laughs> "You're mine, and I live here now. And I need an altar, and I need you you to uh, <laughs> I need you to baby me so I can baby you." Mm. And I knew nothing of Mercury, nothing. And then I learned like all these qualities of communication and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're so similar to a Hecate Quetzalcoatl. And then one day, because these things happen to people like us, as Katia, what you were mm-hmm. saying earlier on the show, these are just mm-hmm. happenstances that they don't happen to normal people, man. They just happen to the weirdos like us. One mm-hmm. day... <laughs> I had one of my clients for probably five years ago. I did a cleansing on her house. And out of the blue, she calls me and she says, I have this statue of a goddess and I need to get rid of it because we're downsizing. Do you want it? And I am not going to say no to a goddess that wants to come and live in my house. So I'm yeah, like, right. of course I want it. You know, I, I don't, we live in a very, very tiny apartment. But I'm like, there has to be a foot square for her. And she's about, she's not quite three feet tall, but she's very tall. She's probably like two and a half. And she utilizes one square, one square feet. And, uh, and then I'm looking at her and I'm looking at her and I'm like, I don't know who you are. So I had to go and investigate who she is. And she is the goddess Iris. And Iris is also a communicator. She is the one that brings the rainbow when it rains. Okay. But her main thing that she does is you can tell her your needs or your secrets. 
and she will she will bring the message to the God. So it's another goddess of communication. <laughs> like okay, and then uh, all all the deities that come to me are deities of communication. I I'm in awe for that because another goddess that and I promise I would never say this again because the gods and goddesses come and go as they please. But mm. let me put this on big air quotes. I don't work with Hecate. And again, that I don't work with. It was some bigger quotes. Um, she comes whenever she pleases, and and she usually comes to make herself known and present, but not for me. She comes and she gives me the eye, and she then look at whether a client I am taking care of or a person on the group if we are celebrating the moon. And I understand now, we have this understanding now that she comes to me so I can send the message to the person that Hecate was here for them. And we were talking about this on a show um, on Spanish, and my guest has been a devotee of Hecate for like 10 years. And she explained to me that Hecate has also another name I cannot remember at this moment. But when when she presents herself on that form, she's also a communicator. Mm. And I'm like, of course, <laughs> they all come mm-hmm. here for they all come here for the gossip. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think it's amazing how these ladies uh, they find us for whatever reason, you know, and and it's just a wonderful thing. <sighs> This is so amazing. I am so honored to be celebrating our anniversary with you guys. And I would like to invite you to, um, to some music because we had just celebrated the ancestors. And I think it will be a good idea to go ahead and celebrate our ancestors. And since we are celebrating also an anniversary, it feels just fitting to celebrate ancestry. Um, Pamela Kelly, are you going to hang out for a little longer? Or would you like to sure. say goodnight to your audience? All right. All right. No, so, I'll hang up for a little bit. All right. So I'm going to mute you guys for a minute. And we're going to listen to Celia Farron, one of my favorite, favorite musical acts. And also Celia was the very first Anglo uh, guest that I actually invited to the show. Let me tell you that I met Celia Farron uh, a number of years now. And we have become good friends. And I'm very honored to call her my friend. But also, when I went to PSG, the very first person that I actually met in person was Celia Farron. And, of course, I was all starstruck, and and I was all amazed about, you know, getting to meet her in person. And then, uh, of course, when we started doing Lunatic Mondays in English, I'm like, who should I invite as my first guest in English? And... And it was almost, let me rephrase, it was magic, because, of course, the first person that came to mind was Celia Farron, you know, an amazing artist and an amazing magical being. And she said yes. And she says yes. And she pretty much painted the tone of all of my guests. I have to say I'm very, very proud and I'm very, very honored. No one has said no. So far, uh, a couple of people didn't answer back, 
to be honest. A couple of people didn't answer back. However, nobody has said no. <laughs> so I I see that as a very, very good omen. And I really wanted to honor Celia. She couldn't be on the show tonight to celebrate the third year anniversary, but she sent her love. And we always play her music because we love her so very much. So let us celebrate the ancestors. This is Celia Farron, of course, with Ancestors Dance. We'll be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays. Don't go anywhere.
listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. And we're back here live with Lunatic Mondays, Lunas Lunaticos, the very first and only bilingual show for Pagans Tonight Radio Network. My name is Laura Gonzalez. And we are on a party. We are celebrating the third year anniversary of this crazy, crazy, crazy lunatic show. And let me go ahead and tell you very quickly what is coming for the future shows tonight, anniversary that happens already. Uh, The next couple of shows are going to be pre-recorded shows. I have been telling you all. Uh, because of my studies on the minister's training program on Circle Sanctuary, I have made a commitment and I can now be live all four shows for the month. So at least one show a month is going to be a pre-recorded show for the time being for now until question mark. We don't know until when. So the next show is going to be in Spanish and it's going to be Christian Ortiz, my very good friend, mentor, and a very, very important piece of the puzzle with me being here on the radio. I'll talk to you guys about it later. But anyway, Christian Ortiz and a repeated program, pre-recorded, pre-recorded program, speaking about the goddess, um, activism, and spirituality. This is going to be in Spanish. And on the 26th of November, we also will have a pre-recorded show in this occasion, it will be Dr. Susan Harper speaking about goddess spirituality and activism that is going to be in English in November 26th. We come back live and we come back knocking things out of the park because on December 3rd, we will have a live show with Monica Gobin and this is going to be in Spanish and we're going to talk about decolonizing the goddesses. Decolonizing the Goddesses is going to be an amazing show with Monica Govin and yours truly. We're going to be talking about all these concepts of energy and goddesses on Latin America. And the question is, why we don't integrate them to paganism? Hmm. That, that, that. Let's see what happens when we start decolonizing the Goddesses. And, of course, on December 10th, we will have um, Jesha Matthews from... California, Jesh Matthews is going to be talking about the legend of the dear mother. And then on the 17th of December, we will have a pre-recorded show to be determined. And on the 24th, Navidad, Navidad, Blanca Navidad, on the show that is going to be of Christmas show, we are going to have a brand new show, but it's going to be pre-recorded. And it's going to be yours truly, Pamela Kelly. (laughs) Somebody saved me from myself. It's going to be Pamela Kelly and yours truly. We are going to be talking about New Year's celebration, traditions, and superstitions. And we also will have a segment with Chris Allen. Chris Allen just unveiled his third book. And it's all about the ancestors and the underworld following the saga of books that he has been unveiling. So we're going to have a segment with Chris Allen, and we're also going to have a segment about New Year's 
Traditions with Pamela Kelly and yours truly. And then on December 31st, we're going to get drunk. (laughs) Of course, we're going to get drunk. It's New Year's. So we will have also a brand new pre-recorded show on Spanish about New Year's traditions. And do pagans celebrate New Year on the 31st? Do pagans celebrate only on Samhain? I don't know. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Listen to Lunatic Mondays and learn about how the pagans do it. Anyway, I would like to say welcome back to my dearest, Kari Taring. Are you there, Kari? Hello? Oh, well, that I'm was here. Stupid be- that was now stupid me that I got you. <laughs> I had you on mute. I got confused that I unmuted Pamela before, and I was talking to Kari. So Kari and Pamela, they're both here, <laughs> and uh, thank you guys for being here. And remember I was telling you about Christian Ortiz? Ah, this is so beautiful, because Christian Ortiz and I met about 10 years ago. Um, I have to make a joke, by the way. Christian Ortiz is currently on Facebook jail. So I have to say it, Liberina Christian, free Christian. <laughs> somebody, somebody reported uh, he has a lot of artistic nude photos, not of him, but he has art and he has uh, some human art nude uh, photography of the divine masculine body. And I'm sure somebody who's jealous or has nothing to do with reported his photos. This happens at least. I don't know, it has happened like two, three times. And this time, Christian was, <laughs> they give him seven days. So uh, I'm really upset because I was, not long ago, I was also on Facebook jail. And it's not fun. The cruelty of it, you get the notifications, you can see what people post, you can you can see everything, but you cannot interact. So it truly mm. is like being outside. And, and I think if Facebook is going to put you in jail, they should just like, deactivate you for the days that you cannot interact but it's really cruel because you can see everything but you cannot interact so liberana christian please free christian uh christian ortiz and i have been working hand in hand in a number of um projects for the latino and spanish-speaking community and it all started i met him and i saw his practice i met him because he shared his photos of a Samhain celebration. And I, this was the first time I saw a Latino person doing a Samhain celebration. And it was very similar to how I have learned to celebrate Samhain. And I fall in love with the way they practice. And we became friends. And we very much um, hit it off from day one. Um, speaking very deeply about the goddess and spirituality and all of this kind of stuff. So in May of 2011, he interviewed me for his podcast. And the podcast is called Saber Sanar. And it's in Spanish, of course. And the name of the podcast is La Espiritualidad de las Brujas. So the witch's spirituality. I have it right in front of me. This podcast has been listened a four a number, staggering number of 4,000 times. So 
the number of times that people have listened to this interview is 4,000. I, I cannot believe it. Wow. Um, it's amazing. It was, it was in 2011. And, and when he said, you know, I'm, I do a podcast and you want to be on it, I, I barely knew what a podcast was. And then the thoughts in my mind is, we're going to record an interview. Who's going to listen to it? Well, <laughs> I've been proven wrong 4,020 times <laughs> because that is how many people yeah. have listened to it. And, and Christian Ortiz is the first person that I know that was doing podcasts for uh, the goddess spirituality since before Pagans Tonight Radio Network started doing radio on Spanish. It's funny because this was in May, and I clearly remember that it was also in May when I met Ed Hobart, and I commented, you know, it would be nice if you do Pagans Tonight Radio Network on Spanish, and lo and behold, a few months later, we have Pagans Tonight in Espanol. And it is funny how that works, isn't it? <laughs> the very first two callers on the very first program of Pagans Tonight in Espanol, the very first caller was Christian Ortiz, but he's called Rush. So the very actual first caller on the first show of Pagans Tonight in Espanol was Laura Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. we are uh, in the history of, of uh, Pagan Radio from day one. Um, I was crying. I was so excited because I knew what Pagan's Tonight Radio was doing. And I knew there were people of the stature of Selena Fox and, of course, Reverend Don Lewis and all of these other amazing Pagan people on the radio. And little did I know, I was going to do three years and three months with Pagans Tonight in Espanol. And even less, I knew I was going to be doing three years and then some on Lunatic Mondays. So I want to say thank you to, um, of course, to, to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, to Reverend Don Lewis, and of course to Pamela Kelly for trusting me and having this many, many years on the radio. Isn't that amazing? I mean, guys, save me from myself because I don't know what to say. Well, you know, I, I want to say one of the reasons that I think you and I came upon doing this as a, as a bilingual show is I feel that one of the issues we had with the, um, the Pagans Tonight in Spanish and Espanol was that it, it seemed like it was off on by itself. It seemed segregated. It seemed like, you know, well, you guys do your thing. And I don't, I don't like that feeling. I like to have a feeling of, of, of inclusiveness as well as a feeling of outreach. If I'm making sense, hopefully I'm making sense. Because I wanted to, to build a, a Spanish-speaking audience. But I know that there's a lot of people who are bilingual as well, you know, Spanish and English uh, that are interested. There's a, a huge growth in the Spanish-speaking community and with which witchcraft and paganism uh, mutations. You know, the, the word segregate. 
but it's but but it works because I didn't want you to be I didn't want a Spanish show to be off doing its own thing. I wanted it to 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 to. Am I making sense with what I'm saying, Laura? Yeah, yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense. And you know, funny as it is, what I actually love about the station and what I love about being part of uh, Pagan Snare Radio Network is precisely the autonomy and the agency that I have on my show. Um, Pamela, you said it earlier. I am the bulldog of promotions. <laughs> you know, yeah, I you are. I I own that with so much pride because I have learned the hard way with my business. I am a small business owner and I am a one woman orchestra. I am a witch for hire, and I'm also a priestess and a minister, and all of these little titles overlap so much so I really have to be very cautious on how I manage my image and my brand out there uh, both as a minister and a priestess and as a witch for hire and so I have learned that when it comes down to my business and I know this is going to sound very conceited but I know that small business owners will understand there is a lot of people that want to have Laura Gonzalez on their rooster. You know, they want to have Laura Gonzalez on their website. They want to make sure that uh, Laura Gonzalez. There's is nothing one of their wrong with you. No, it's, it's not no, a is- it's not a conceit thing. It's 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 making sure, like, you know, when I talked about you know being on the the radio in England and that I I was famous. It it's not, you know, I'm. I hope I'm a very down-to-earth person. I try to be a very down-to-earth person, but I, I was. I, you know, people knew my name, and and you know, I could I could say it. It, it just was what it was. Um, yeah. Because our job is nobody. Who'd want to listen? You can't. You can be modest, but you have to promote yourself. You know, exactly. and. You have to be able to to let people know that you're here. I want to I want to if you don't mind, I want to go into into what I love. I love puns. I absolutely adore puns, uh, plays on words, double meanings, and I love bilingual puns. And I love the name of your show, with which people who who if they're not Spanish speakers or or Latin, no, a Latin language, a Romance language, may not get the pun of Lunatic Monday. Yeah. And the thing is, yeah, exactly, because, you know, something happened, and and this is something that, Pamela, you might remember. Um, I'm having a feedback sound, so I don't know if it was Pam or if it was Carrie where the feedback was coming from. So I muted you both for a second because otherwise I go crazy. Anyway, the pun of the name and and when Pamela and I were talking about the name of the show, uh, lunes, you know, Spanish, of course, is Monday. And lunes comes from luna, from the moon. So, you know, like Monday comes from the moon. And... When we were talking about the name of the show, I remember saying, well, it's, it's going to be on Monday, and it's lunes. 
So what I grabbed from that is the lunatic. And the lunatic that has to do with being lunar. And I remember that, and we are not going to name names because it's really irrelevant. But we are, we also talk about this on the Spanish show last week. When we came up with the name, and I say we, because I truly want to give credit where it's due. This whole baby concept, Pamela's and I creation, it was not just Laura created Lunatic Mondays as the name and a concept. Pamela and I sat together and this baby was born in like five minutes. And lunatic, the way I see lunatic is referring or related to the moon. Yeah. However, however, and Pamela, I'm sure you're going to remember this. You're probably going to laugh. There were some people that were having problem with the name of my show. They didn't want to have nothing to do with Lunatic Mondays. They didn't want to have nothing to do with the call name, with a show named Lunatic. Yeah. And my answer, my answer to Pamela was, "But they don't have anything to do with my show. <laughs> Why are they right. so mad?" <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, why were they so mad? I don't understand why they would be so mad. Number one, as a pagan, don't we all like revere the moon and honor the moon and the whole thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what was the problem, but it was just hilarious that they were like in awe that the show was going to be called Lunatic. And I'm like, yeah, but you have nothing. You're not part of the show, so like whatever. <laughs> Do you remember that, Pam? I I I blocked that out of my memory, but I remember it now. It was like you're kidding, right? Well, it's almost you know you try to do the best you can, and we all come up with these these things happen to us. But it's like a, another station I worked with for a brief uh, minute that. Um, we were playing, the person wanted to have album covers whenever a song was played. And there was a, a goddess album that we were playing. And the cover was a, a, a drawn picture of a woman with a bare breast. And the guy was freaking out because there was a bare-breasted woman. It wasn't pornographic. It was a goddess. And it's a bare breast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are you pagan? Are you really <laughs> You know, and and the same thing with lunatic is if you don't understand that Luna is is you know the moon, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think there is. It, it's tough to to find the balance. That's why like what I said about being grounded, really good at self promotion and really good at showmanship. Who is grounded? Mm-hmm. Because some people like mm-hmm. to lose themselves. You know, I when I talk about the the fame thing, and I'm sorry, I keep going back to this, and I'm really not that person. But it was it was kind of cool for me to you know because it's something that I aspired to, but then it was like mm-hmm. you know the practical joke of the universe saying, well, this is the worst possible time in your life to have it, but here you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's it, it it's it's hard to to um to attain that 
Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's hard for me to know that, that I can like, you know, I can call Selena tomorrow and say, say hi to her and see how she's doing. And I don't, do, I, I don't feel like I'm a name dropper, you know, but I can, I can call. I'm making so many cool friends that, that are, you know, Danny from, from Tuatadea. He and I talk for hours on the phone, like, like we're, we're best friends, you know, well, we are, we are like best friends, but, you know, it's, it's like you and I, uh, and Kari, you and I need to connect more. Um, we can talk South Dakota, Minnesota stuff for sure. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, because it's a totally different wor- world. It, it's it's really cool. But it's hard to find people who who can stay grounded and still have a good ego that the ego doesn't eat them, you know, and it doesn't mm-hmm. become them. And I think some people get a little too full of themselves, I think, and feel that they're, I think we should all feel that we're very important because we all are. Not mm-hmm. as, we're not more important than other people. Everyone else you is know, important too. Go ahead. Uh, yesterday, yesterday I did a, a talk about the goddess and the, and the feminine divine. And this goes hand in hand with what we were talking about. You know, there's a lot of people who love to have, uh, Laura on their rooster, or they want to have Laura name on their uh, in the in their business. But then when it comes down to yes, I want to be promoted, or I want you to talk about me coming to your business, or we're going to have a special situation where I'm going to be on your business, uh, they are not promoting me. So I became very um, careful on how I promote my work. And and as you have said, Pamela, you know, it has nothing to do with your ego, but it has everything to do with your accomplishments and what you do and making sure that you give yourself worth and value. And so what I was talking uh, yesterday about when we were talking about the goddess spirituality, and this is paraphrasing Phyllis Kurat, because uh, it was Phyllis who said it when she came here to Chicago a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago. Um, yeah, it was like a year and a half ago when she came to Chicago and she was saying that back in the sixties and the seventies, everybody was calling each other goddess and that she was not very fond of that idea because we are not the goddess. We are very much goddess like, and we are very much an emanation of the goddess. And every single one of us is made of the same stuff that the goddess is made when she materializes herself, but we are not the goddess. And I love that. And I love with the grace and the and the charm that she said it. And it's kind of like that, you know. We are all divine, yeah, that is true. We are all divine, but we are also human. And we are here to live a human experience and to never forget about our, our humanity. And in that token, um, Kari, I really love how when you read the runes, you always um, talk about the intrinsic uh, Nordic meaning of the ancient language and how it meant mm. this and that in nature back in the day. But then you always bring it and you always ground it into today's situations and what is happening to the earth. Mm. And that is the mastery of your craft. I mean, I mm. love how you Thank always you. ground the meanings and the situations on the rooms. How how 
I mean, and then I always, I know it's kind of a, it's not a joke, but it has become a little bit of a joke that I say, um, I am always honored to have the person who wrote the book of runes, <laughs> you know, how do you, how do you wake up in the morning and don't say, I'm Kari Chaudhary, I'm the person that wrote the book of runes and oh, have the app. That's because there's a bazillion rune books. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> I, I don't care. You know, I just um, know the Kari no, Chaudhary book. Uh, you know what? One of the reasons why it's been such a, a, a wonderful week for me is that I usually get maybe one or two or three emails a month from people who have found my work and it's really helped them and it's really grounded them and they're really um, just writing to, to say thank you. And that makes me feel so good. But this week I have gotten four emails and from people just this week who have said to me, your work has has put has opened my mind, has put my my root system into a new perspective, and um, you know I'm just so grateful for for you to especially putting things out. Um, the Volvestav manual is a free download. I put a lot of work out for free, um, and people are. Um, have just has found this, and then I had um, at our Nordic Women's Gathering this weekend, uh, the Volvestav Guild put to get uh, host uh, fall and spring um, gatherings, and I had uh, the woman who Sarah Axtell, who does the um, uh, prison ministry, heathen prison ministry in the Midwest in in mm-hmm. Minnesota, Wisconsin. She said, "Your um, Kari, I just want you to know that the the song uh, that you, the tune that you wrote to Sigurd Ritha's prayer, hail the day, hail the sons of day. Um, you know, it's from the Eddas. The words aren't mine, but the tune was mine, and I put it in a way that it was singable. And she said, I just want you to know that." the the men in my um the hardest group that I have to deal with have been singing this song every day and one of our our hardest worst offenders was so proud and he said his life was just so changed because he he memorized the song and the tune and he, he commenced to sing it for, for the whole group. And it changed, it changed his life. So, so how you stay grounded is by saying, wow, that is amazing. That work can come through me to be a help for something broad and and mysterious because it isn't about us as humans, as individuals. It's about what we um, work at and how we do our, our, our daily work so that others can, can get a benefit from it. 
And it's not so others can get a benefit from it, but, but people benefit when we do our daily work. And that's all really mm-hmm. we can ask of any one of us is that we are just doing our daily work and we're doing the best we can. And I'm just so grateful that what I am doing is of some help to others. And mm-hmm. I, I, I just I couldn't be more proud and also more humble. That's really mm-hmm. the wunyo rune. That's the joy rune. It's it's that balance between pride and humility that says, "Wow, look what I did! I can't it, I can't believe it was me." <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's through yep. us and it it transcends us. And so, just everybody exactly. who's listening, I just want all the listeners out there to just keep doing your good work. Just keep doing mm-hmm. it day after day after day. Um, just as Laura, you have done with this radio show week after week after week, doing your good work, and well well done you. Well done Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so mm-hmm. much. Um, I, I know Katie and I, we have a little bit more mm-hmm. for all of the listeners tonight, and mm-hmm. um, Pamela Kelly, I want to say thank you, Pammy, for, I mean, Pam, you have been on my corner since day one and have been one of the greatest supporters of this show. And it, it really has been an honor to be on your company. And uh, I just want to say thank you for being here in our celebration. And I leave you the microphone so you can say good night to your audience. And talk about doing your daily work, Pam. Well done, you. Talk about just doing and doing and doing. Well done. You know, and, and Car, you, you hit it. You know, I was sitting here going, yes. Yes, everything you say is if you do it for 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 other people, you do it for the greater good, you do it because that's what you're called to do. That's how you stay grounded because you're connected to knowing that that's what you're you're supposed to be doing. When you open yourself up to it, you know, deity comes through. Deity comes through. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I want to hear more about the song. Uh, Laura, you're going to make me. I'm all choked up. I'm clumped. I'm going to cry. Um, I love you. Thank you so much for being being here and, and believing in me, too, to have you come back and, and trusting me. Um, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. Happy anniversary. And I look forward to continuing to work with you as long as we both benefit and grow from it. Uh, you know, I'm glad to have you on my side, too. So Awesome. Thank you so much, Pammy. And... Uh... I will I will send you with a lullaby by precisely Kari Taring. I love this song by by Kari and I love her interpretation. And Kari and I are coming back because we're gonna do the rune reading for the week and we're gonna do the tarot reading for the week. But I want you all to listen to beautiful Kari Taring, uh, the one who loves me. I love this song. I love 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 it. So let's listen to Kari, and we'll be back with more here on Lunatic Mondays. Don't go anywhere. Oh, 
It's, it's, when I first started it, you said, well, just record something. And 
I'd send you some recordings, and finally I said, you know, can I just do it live? Can we just talk together? And so Mm -hmm. um, it has been such an honor to be live with you and part of of the real process of this. Um, And so I am drawing two runes, one uh, for the left hand and one for the right hand. And um, I am, let me just, um, so the incoming energy, the left hand, is Kenna's, Akona's. And um, there, it's, that's an interesting rune because um, it has two different sorts of meanings um, or different cognates of the word. Ken or Kenna's is to know. And it is a, um, it's still a word in Scottish um, and sometimes in um, sort of archaic terms in English where it's something that's beyond your ken um, or your understanding or your know, ability to know. And, um, but it also is kaunas, which, which translates to ulcer, having an ulcer. And we are in a season, both you in Chicago and me in Minneapolis have had extremely unseasonably cold weather and all the squirrels and birds are a little bit freaking out, and so are we. And we're trying to um, get things sorted out before the ground is frozen. We're trying to uh, finish projects, and we're trying to hide all the nuts, and uh, we're trying to um, make sure that we've gathered what we need. Uh, and Kenneth is reminding us that if we try and do everything we think about doing, we run the risk of getting an ulcer. We run the risk of making ourselves sick by worry that we're not going to have preserved enough food for the winter, have have done, finished all the projects we need to finish. So this one is asking us to just slow down and maybe turn the lights off and find the single spark of light or that little torch that allows us to focus on the project at hand and not worry about the other things that we're not getting done. And then, so as the incoming energy is asking us to to be specific, just because it's a good idea doesn't mean you have to do it. Just pick the one thing at a time to finish. And then the outgoing hand, the right hand, is Saula, Sigur, the sun. The sun is going down, and it is getting uh, fewer and fewer hours of sunshine each day. But this is telling us that make hay while the sun shines. Take that sunshine time and, and do your very best with it. And then when the sun goes down, take your rest. Don't get yourself so worked up at the coming winter that you forget to rest and dream uh, that we're coming on towards solstice now. And that is the time when the sun actually gets to go home. Soul fed. 
the son soul is going home to their to her stead um and so we were talking a little bit about lunatic mondays lunas uh, lunaticas and mommy mom dog is monday is the moon and manic is a word from so it's manic mondays and it's this reading is saying you have to take that manic energy and calm it down focus it and work when the sun is up and then when the sun is going down take your rest don't get manic get uh, soul get um, um, restful in the sunshine and make sure you make sure you when the sun does come out I want every listener to just make sure that they go out and that they put their face close your eyes and and put your face towards the sun and soak up as much vitamin D as you can and fill your body with that energy and take that time to to soak it in because it's it's key to our health and happiness. Um, and so that's the reading that I have for you all uh, from the runes and from the north in here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, and I wish you all blessings as the sun goes down. And Kari, can you please remind us where people can find you if they want to? Say hi to chat or hire mm. you for a private reading or a private consultation. Absolutely. I would be very happy for people to visit my website, karitarin.com. And it's K-A-R-I-T-A-U-R-I-N-G, Karitaurin. And it is, um, you can also see on my Facebook page. Uh, and you can contact me in either place. And I would be very happy to hear from you. Thank you so much, Kari, for, for the reading for the week and, of course, for um, your participation on on everything that you do. Um, I'm not going to say goodnight just yet. I'm going to share with you the reading for the week. Uh, this one, uh, Utilizing the Tarot of Illuminati and um, Courtesy of Tarot by Laura Gonzalez, of course, as always. And we have the Ace of Cups reverse, and we also have the Queen of Pentacles. And I have to mention, uh, about 10 hours ago, I did a reading for the day. And I cannot not mention that the reading, the two cards that I pulled this morning was the Sun and the Ace of Cups. But the Ace of Cups was right set up in the morning. And then by night, we have nine, ten hours later, we have the Ace of Cups reverse and the Queen of Pentacles. And I totally, totally see the correlation with this and the runes that Kari just read for us. Because when in the morning we're telling, we're being told to have our cup up and to gestate something and to manifest something and to bring about this intuition and this. Uh, new life, new marriage, new vision, new situation on the Monday morning with the sun rising or semi-rising here in the winter, premature winter that we have in the Midwest. 
uh, it just makes sense to have the cup reverse at night. And as we take the reading to be a reading for the week, I will say everything that was just stated or whatever started in the morning now starts to uh, being emptied throughout the week. This cup reverse is telling us, you know, we can uh, work on this project and then finish this project so we can actually share with the world whatever we lifted in the morning and also making room for uh, whatever it is to happen in the rest of the season. For me, it's very telling that the Queen of Pentacles comes up tonight as the pentacles represents the the winter months and in the sky mission you know we're about to come into the solstice so the queen of pentacles kind of come in here uh with all her richness she's got in this imagery she's got um she has the grapes and a pear and she has all this bounty at her feet, kind of like those squirrels that Carrie was talking about, you know, putting together their nuts so they can go through the winter. And she comes almost as if, as if giving us a warning. It's good that you have accumulated what you have until now because this is coming a time of scarcity. And obviously we don't live from the land directly as we used to, as our ancestors did. Um, however, I will say let's be cautious and let's be very careful of how we spend our goods this weekend. And by that, I mean not only uh, our money or our uh, belongings, but also how we share our time, how we give, how we, uh, you know, administer over the winter. So I think these readings are very good Um very good readings, very good omens for the week. And Kari, at this moment, I, I like to thank you. I am so in love with you. You are amazing. You have become a very, very important part of the show. Um, I am very humbled by you accepting to come to the show to collaborate. Not only for you accepted to collaborate, but you have um, decided to come live and, and to do it constantly and consistently and seems effortlessly, but I know it's not effortlessly every time. Um, and and I really appreciate the consistency. I am very, uh, I am very, very particular about consistency and about people's word. And I think that when people have this consistency and this, um, honor system that when they say they're going to do something and then they do it to me there's there's no biggest um manifestation of respect than that and so because of that i will give it back to you you know i i the respect that you give to lunatic mondays and to the commitment that you've made it it really is an honor to have it and to have you uh you know being here for a little over a year now and obviously know that this is your home and this is your space for as long as you want to keep doing it and, and, and for as long as we have lunatic mondays of course thank you so much for your gift and and for being here i mean i know people love it people love to have you 
uh, doing the rooms, but to me, it really means a lot that you do it live and that you come live and that you join us and that you share space with us live. So it, it really means a lot. Oh. Thank you for being part of Lunatic Mondays and thank you for being here celebrating the three year anniversary. Well, one of the things that Nordic people uh, is like at the top of our list of things that we respect about others is that whole piece of being a good host. And you are an impeccable host. I am honored to be on your show. It You make it effortless. And um, there's no, no place I'd rather be in this. In the evening of a Monday, as with you, my friend, Laura Gonzalez. Thank you. Thank you so much, my love, and thank you to everyone. And um, as we have said throughout the time, throughout the three years of this show, the connections that we have made and the people that we have met, is it, it can only be described with one word, magic. It is magic. Mm. The 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 I mean it truly is magic to have connected, for example, with someone that lives on the other side of the world. Um and and this person puts out a poem and it goes viral and millions, millions of people have watched her poem and um, and then we bring her to the show and then we bring her to a little bit closer because I had told uh, Fleecy, Fleecy Malley, uh, we need to translate this to Spanish, man. People who speak Spanish need to understand what was in your poetry. And then there are moments when I need to pinch myself and be like, wow, um, I have this little tiny friendship with Fleecy Malley, a person that had just <laughs> literally gone viral and you know, and then uh and then I have this amazing Nordic uh, cultured friend who's Scotty Totting and she's my friend. And you know, it's like you don't wake up in the morning and say, I am going to be wonderful. <laughs> you just wake up in the morning and wonderful things happen and and it is a wonderful thing. Um, so I want to say goodbye uh, you, tonight, cel- celebrating this anniversary with uh, with the poem, which is, and if you haven't listened, please stay put for the next three and a half minutes, uh, because it is a thing of beauty, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. thank you so much, Kari, for being here. And I want to give a huge shout out to. Carolina Amor, Carolina, I love mm-hmm. you, my dear friend. I know you are here. You are here because we have your essence here with us. And uh, I'm blowing her she got, right now. Right, right. <laughs> we love you, Carolina. And, and of yeah. course, we will have her pretty soon. And we will have Kari and Carolina, of course, doing, if they accept, which I'm pretty sure they will, uh, doing oh, readings absolutely. in January. So yeah. stay tuned. Lunatic Mondays ain't going anywhere. Uh, but we are going night night because it's 10 o'clock and we are a little over two hours now. So, Karin Tarin, <laughs> blessings and good night, my love. Good and, night, uh, Good night, everybody. Good night to all the audience. And whether you listen live or you listen to this recording, thank you for being here. 
we do this show for you. We we really truly put all the work, uh, volunteer work. None of us gets paid, and we do it for you because we love doing it, and that is the beauty of life. So I leave you with Lizzie Malley and her wonderful and amazing poem, Witches. Good night, everyone. Good fortune. You are loved. Bye-bye. In the past, they burned us because they thought we were witches. Just because we knew what to do with herbs outside of the kitchen, because we knew how to dance, how to seduce, how to pray. Because we moved with the cycles of the moon. In the past, they burned us alive, because they knew that we are witches. So now we cast spells with our mouths, pieces of our hearts spill out. It is incredible, the power of a woman who is not afraid to say no. No, we won't sit any longer while you ponder on our rights. On our rights to give or not give life. On our rights to make another woman our wife. On our rights to be safe. To get paid an equal wage. To have a voice. You know, in a place where we might actually make a change. It is incredible. The amount of ways that they have slayed just to keep us small. If they could have, they probably would have burned us all, but they couldn't with fire, so they did it with words, laid down laws to determine the amount of our worth. They kept us in contracts, they separated our circles, erased us from pages and made labour-saving devices our saviors. It is incredible how quickly knowledge can fade, how much effort was invested to lead us astray. But we will not come quietly. Well, there's another thing they've tried to take away. You know, our right to exclaim our orgasms ecstatically. Mm -mm. We will not come quietly. We will open our mouths and let our spells spill out, cast poetic prayers into the night so that every woman can hear the howl of her sister's delight, reminding her that her voice deserves to be heard. Let her jaw drop. Let her shame stop. Let her body scream under the self-pleasure of what it means to be a woman who can speak freely. You see, words, they carry meaning. And they have fooled us for so long into believing that no means yes. So much so that I'm almost impressed, except, well, I finally discovered that they're right. So I've claimed back that no as mine. Because every no I throw against their forces is another yes I retain for my own self-worth. It is a spell I cast for my own protection. It is incredible. The power of a woman who is not afraid to say no. And this old witch? I'm done with broomsticks. I'm done with know your place. This witch knows that some knowledge just won't fade. That every woman is my sister. That through the hubble and the bubble and the toil and the trouble, we grow stronger when we cast our spells together. That we entered the fire and now we rise from the ashes and we are holding our candles and lighting our matches until the night becomes lighter and our voices can grow because we have remembered we are witches and we have learned to say no.
listening to Pagans Tonight. Pagans Unite on Pagans Tonight. Many paths, one network. For over five years, we've been the place to connect with the best, brightest, and most trusted voices in the pagan world. Every night is Pagans Tonight. 